Well, a very warm welcome to you to Church at 10. Do come and take a seat if you're arriving. Lovely to see you all. And uh, welcome. Uh, we're continuing, continuing our series on uh, the Ten Commandments, and today we're looking at commandment number three, which is do not misuse God's name. Uh, and uh, so that's our focus, is uh, the, the, the wonderful name of Jesus. Um, later on in the service, there's going to be an eco-presentation, uh, and uh, James will lead that part of the service. Uh, some other notices uh, for you, please, to take note of. Uh, Libby received a message from Rachel Carrick, who is one of our link missionaries, uh, and Rachel lives and works in Nepal, uh, and her message that's come from Rachel says this, uh, there was a big earthquake last night in the west of the country, in Nepal, we are fine at the hospital, and Tansen is fine, but another mission hospital in Rukum is very close to where the earthquake happened, uh, so please pray for the situation. Um, I think we need to pray for Rachel uh, and all concerned now, so let's lift this to the Lord. Father, we lift Nepal to you where the earthquake has happened. Uh, we lift uh, Rukum and the mission hospital and all those concerned to you. Father, we pray that you would work through this uh, tragedy that you, Lord, would protect, that you would heal. And Lord, we thank you for all the people who are on the ground now who are helping uh, to bring relief and comfort. We pray for them and thank you for Rachel and all that she's doing with her colleagues and uh, all those people involved in the hospital. So we, we lift them to you now. We ask your, uh, your Holy Spirit to be in that place. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've got a big event going on in the, in the church all week, uh, so uh, if anybody's able to help move the chairs out of the way at the end of the service, that would be wonderful. Uh, John Ashton, I think, is leading on that bit. Um, Tear Fund, uh, we have a, a quiz night coming up on the 16th of November. Everybody's welcome. Uh, it's an aid of Tear Fund. It's only £1 entry. Uh, so Thursday the 16th, 7pm, uh, everybody's welcome. Uh, and that's happening in the church hall. So do invite friends, family, neighbours, uh, colleagues, etc. to that. So um, that'll be great fun uh, to have a quiz on that night. Uh, next Sunday is Remembrance Sunday, and the service is at 10 a.m. Uh, we've got a prayer meeting here tonight. John Farrow's leading that uh, prayer, one prayer tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, and I think John's got a notice as well about choir. Morning all. Christmas. <laughs> Community choir. We start practicing next week. All right. This is an appeal for volunteers. Anybody and everybody is welcome. The only stipulation I have is that you are over five and that if um, though to be serious for a moment, if any children want to come, we do ask that, a, that they bring a responsible adult with them. The only other stipulation is that we would like you to have enough ability to sing so that we, you, so we know that if you're singing, O come all you faithful, we know it isn't Silent Night. More than that, you don't need any experience at all. We would love to see you. Particularly, um, we have a solid core of people who come every year, and they're, and they're brilliant. But we're always on the lookout for more, and the door is always open to anybody who would like to come too. So um, if you'd like to come, 
That is next week. We rehearse between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, and that'll be every Sunday now until the carol service, which is on the Sunday a week before Christmas, which is the 17th of December. If you want to know any more, come and grab me afterwards. Thank you. Thank you, John. So I'm going to read some words from Psalm 19 as we start our service together. Psalm 19, verses 6 to 9 say this, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. So let's uh, say some words together. There'll be some words on the screen uh, for you to join in with. All heaven and earth proclaim the majesty of God's creative power. Praise God for the amazing and awesome beauty. God has given to us codes by which to live together in harmony and peace. In these commandments, God has summed up the ways we must respect one another. Rejoice in the goodness of God. Praise God for God's complete and steadfast love for us. Amen. So John's going to lead us in a couple of songs of worship and praise. There are uh, flags over there. We've got a wave of flag. Uh, but let's join in and sing the praise of our God together. Let's stand.
God, you are indeed holy and wonderful and true and just, and we bow in awe of you, that you welcome us into your presence, that you draw us into the place, the Holy of Holies, where you dwell in all majesty, power and authority, and you welcome us into that place. We bow in awe of you, holy God. And maybe this week we have spoken words that harm each other. Maybe this week we have failed to honour another of God's children. Maybe we have let our fears and our worries and our desires come between us and God. Maybe we've used God's name in vain these last few days. Whatever we may have done, God waits to listen to us, to offer us grace and healing. So in a moment of quiet, let's say sorry to God in our hearts. The wonderful truth is that day by day, God offers us mercy and hope. Moment to moment, we are surrounded by God's never-ending love. And so, friends, trust this good news for you. And so we say together, God takes our broken-hearted prayers and crafts them into words of grace, of joy, of peace. Thanks be to God, we are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Do have a seat. And uh, James, I think, is going to lead us in this, this bit of the service. Thank you. So, good, good morning, everyone. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is James. I worship here. Um, and uh, I'm one member of the church eco team that's kind of trying to get the church to think more about uh, creation care. Um, and <clears throat> basically, we've joined something called the Eco Church Award, which is run by a Christian environmental organization called um, Erosha. And they've got three awards um, to, to kind of uh, recognize how eco we are. Um, the Bronze Award we've got, great. It, we didn't get it in 2023, we got it a few years back. Um, and we're working now towards the Silver Award. Um, hence the green arrow pointing to the silver award. And there are five criteria we have to look at. Um, and each one has different kind of levels to achieve. So there's worship and teaching. Um, and we've actually achieved that one for the silver award. Uh, <clears throat> we, we kind of reached the silver award and, and Jack Parry thinks we maybe even got to the gold award on that one. Um, then in terms of the management of church buildings, um, things like heating, lighting, our solar panels, we've also reached the criteria for the silver award on that one, which is great. Uh, let's see if the next one is also a green tick. Yep, it is. Um, community and global engagement. We've just about reached the silver award on that one. Maybe one or two more things uh, to do to kind of confirm that. Drum roll, have we reached the lifestyle one? Yes, we have. And if you remember, lots of you filled in a questionnaire and gave lots of ideas about um, what we can do as individuals in the church um, earlier on this year. And that certainly contributed towards it. So we've just about reached the criteria there. And the last one, we have not reached. Um, so we've still got quite a lot to do on the management of the church land. That's stuff 
outside the building. <clears throat> uh, so you've got quite a few things we need to do there um, to, to reach those criteria. Um, but one of the things that's going to help us is um, I'm going to welcome up Ed here this morning. Okay. Um, now, Ed, can you explain why you're here and what that is? Yeah, no problem. And who you are. So my name's Ed. Hello, everybody. Um, in May, my daughter Bridget got christened here. And I remember speaking to Peter, and he mentioned that you had an ecology team. I say team, I didn't realise it was a one-man band, so hats off to you. <laughs> and in my line of work, and I'm involved in landscaping, and I thought, by way of thanks and something to remember that by a special occasion because it was Bridget's first birthday, it was the same day as her christening. We live in the village and every time we walked past I wanted to add something by way of thanks that fit in with ecology or something to remember by. And I thought this would be absolutely perfect. Then Peter obviously put me in touch with James and said actually this is what we're trying to achieve with the Silver Award as the ecology team so hopefully in the next couple of weeks you'll see three of these dotted around the site and it's small steps into achieving the land management criteria. And what are they exactly? So this, not candle, someone said earlier, a giant candle. It's a little insect tower, just to help with biodiversity, diversity on the site, and to kind of bring better bugs. Hopefully attract bees, hopefully attract birds as well. It's a little small step in terms of if we add wildflower in the future or a bigger bug hotel in achieving that status. Super. Thanks. Thank, thanks very much. That's great. <laughs> So we'll probably be calling on Ed um, again to help us maybe locate them and look after them and, and for other things uh, we, we have to do to kind of reach the Silver Award. So thanks for everybody's help. It isn't just me. In, in fact, Jack Parry is the guy who's kind of spearheading it uh, along with, with Mark and Ellie also on, on, on the team. So if anybody else wants to help, uh, that would be great. So thanks very much and thanks to Ed and the family for that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ed and family, for giving these insects house to the church. It's wonderful, wonderful. Okay, uh, children, you're going to go out uh, in a moment, so let's um, pray for you. And Sue and Liz, I think, are leading the group today, so let's pray for the children as they, as they go out, shall we? Uh, Father, we thank you for all the children here today. Uh, we, we pray you bless them and pray Sue and Liz as they lead the group and that they will enable each one to... Uh, live for you each day to, uh, to uh, love your name and to uh, live by uh, those codes you've given to us to live. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Good. So if you go out now, and um, now before Libby comes to do the reading or readings, um, on the road it says uh, my name to preach, but I've invited J. John to speak to you today. Uh, unfortunately, J. John himself wasn't, wasn't able to come and speak to you in person, which is um, you know, a bit of a shame. Uh, but we have a video that's... Um, so basically, uh, J. John, the series is called Just Ten, which is the series we're looking at, the Ten Commandments. And so I thought for on one Sunday in the whole series, we'd listen to the man himself speaking about um, one of the commandments. And so when Libby's done the readings, we're going to hear uh, the video and watch the video of John 
uh, J. John speaking about this, uh, this commandment about taking God's name seriously. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's 27 minutes long. It's, it's a great talk, uh, and it's, it's well worth really listening to all the way through and taking notes if you want to take notes. Uh, but we'll do that when we've had the reading. So Libby, do come and do that for us. Thank you. We have two readings. The first one is Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, and you'll find it on page 78. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And then Matthew 6 verses 9 to 13, and that's on page 970. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And this is God's word to us today at Christ Church. Thanks be to God. I'm Jay John. Welcome to the Just Ten series. Here in London, we're looking at God's Ten Commandments, and we're going to focus on the third commandment do not misuse the name of God. And the title is How to Take God Seriously. Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to the Just Ten series here in London. We're looking at God's Ten Commandments. And we're going to focus on the third commandment. Do not misuse the name of God. And the title is How to Take God Seriously. Seriously, one of the first questions concerning a newborn child is, what is their name? Because to know someone by name is the first step towards knowing that person. Names are important. If we remember someone's name, it shows that we care. 
When people forget our name, when we think they should have known it, it can really hurt. We associate certain names with certain people. Take, for example, the name Adolf Hitler. Even to say it conjures up images of indescribable cruelty. But take another name like Mother Teresa. Oh, I met her. I, I spent a month with her and the sisters in Calcutta. Life-changing. But when we think of Mother Teresa, it inclines us to think of good. And we're full of admiration. We are concerned for the reputation of our name. If there are malicious stories going around about us, we don't like it. Of course we don't like it. Now, to the Israelites, in the Old Testament of the Bible, names were very important. And they gave their children significant names. The Israelites believed that the name of God was so sacred that when they wrote God's name with a quill, they would throw the quill away to write the next words. Because his name is so sacred. They had an immense awe and reverence for God. You see, the name of God represents the nature of God. The name of God represents the nature of God. So therefore, to dishonor the name is to dishonor God. If we are going to be serious about God, we need to respect God. The third commandment reads, Exodus 20 verse 7, Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. How do we misuse God's name? Well, let me give you some examples how we misuse God's name. First, when we use it to insult. Repeat, when we use it to insult. In one dictionary, the first entry under the name Jesus, okay? First entry, one, an exclamation of surprise dismay. Two, the founder of the Christian religion. Can you, can you believe that? In other words, Jesus in that particular dictionary is to be understood first as a common expletive and then as the name of the founder of Christianity. That is blasphemous. The word swearing means treating something sacred with abuse, contempt, or irreverence. And I think we have become very numb 
just how often and indiscriminately God's name is taken in vain. Oh my God! As an expression of surprise. My wife's name is Killy. Killy is the name of someone I love deeply. If people use my wife's name casually, flippantly, it would concern me. In just the same way, it should concern us when God's name is used in a callous way. Someone cuts you off in traffic, for heaven's sake. You missed the train. Jesus Christ. Really? A child spills their drink. Oh, for God's sake. God never intended for his name to be used as an exclamation and degenerate into a cliché. What I don't understand is, I mean, let's just say you're at home, and as you walk down the stairs, you slip down the stairs, and you go, ooh, Elvis Presley. (laughs) Well, if we don't say Elvis Presley, why do we say Jesus Christ? Why do people say Jesus Christ? When we use God's name frivolously, we dishonor God, and we display irreverence. Don't use God's name to insult. Secondly, don't use God's name to indulge ourselves. Secondly, don't use God's name to indulge ourselves. I wonder how many occasions when we feel we are doing God a favour, we're actually taking God's name in vain. What motivates many people in this country to want to get their children baptised, as an example? For many, it's a combination of tradition and superstition. There is an assumption that God must be very pleased when he hears us pray prayers but we have absolutely no interest in God. We dishonor the name of God if we profess to be something that we are not. You see, to treat God as a tradition or superstition is to misuse God's name. Don't use God's name to insult, don't use God's name to indulge ourselves, and thirdly, don't use God's name to intimidate. Thirdly, don't use God's name to intimidate. In other words, playing the God card, using God's name to justify our own point of view, to bring credibility to our own ideas. God's name has been invoked to sanction all sorts of evils, such as the Crusades during the Middle Ages, slavery, the Nazi agenda, apartheid in South Africa. It's wrong. It's wrong. 
Now, I believe that God does speak today. I believe that God speaks to me. But I need to be very discerning and very wise in how I communicate that to others. St. Paul, in his letters in the New Testament, on occasions he would say, this is from God. But on other occasions he would say, this is from me. And he had the discernment to discern what was from God and what was from him. In society, when you take someone else's name and you use it for your own purpose, that is called forgery. We need to be careful not to practice spiritual forgery. Have you, have I, twisted the Bible to fit my own ideas and lifestyle? So the question is this, how do we take God seriously? How do we do that? First, be selective with our words. First, be selective with our words. Watch what we say. We not only need to watch our swearing, but we also need to watch our slang. We rarely think of the origin of the slang that we use. Slang can often be a shorthand form of swearing. For example, what does the word damn mean? The word damn is an abbreviation of the word damnation. It means to condemn someone to an evil fate. And people will seemingly damn this and damn that and damn you. Do we really want to condemn people to an evil fate? Word experts tell us that as history went on, God became, by golly, by gum, gosh. Jesus Christ became for crying out loud. Have you ever heard anyone say that? For crying out loud. It's a blasphemous expression of Jesus Christ. God's name is too holy. It's too holy not to mean anything by that. You see, we are constantly bombarded with profanity from films, books, colleagues, friends, I mean, even car stickers. And it comes in unintentionally, it becomes part of our vocabulary. We need to watch what we say. And we need to be careful what we text. When we say what we please, does what we say please God? We're too compromising when it comes to profanity. And sometimes people say, well, it doesn't really bother me. It bothers God. 
And it bothered God so much that in the Old Testament, it was worthy of the death penalty. Decide today not to use the name of God, Jesus, in an irreverent, frivolous, and disrespectful way. Number two, be sincere in our actions. Be sincere in our actions. Let's make sure our life matches what we say we believe. Let's not be hypocrites. If you are a Christian, make sure your walk is consistent with your talk. The Bible says this, Titus 1 verse 16. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Oh, wow. Is your belief consistent with your behavior? Someone wrote this. If you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? That's a good question. If I was arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict me? Jesus said, Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Do you want to take God seriously? If you want to take God seriously, be selective with your words. Be sincere in your actions. Now, who is this Jesus Christ whose name is used so glibly? He is the one who can forgive all our sins. He can wipe away our guilt. He can heal our deepest hurts. He can restore our dignity. The name Jesus means Savior. The name of Jesus carries power. I've seen that. I've seen it in my own life. I remember the first time I went to India, and this is many years ago, we arrived and they said, ah, oh, yes, we will we'll meet you. Then we're going to go to the camp. And at the camp, J. John, you do the Bible studies. Oh, I thought, oh, okay. So we're going to go to a camp. And then we do Bible studies. Oh, that's great. Lovely. We can go to India and have a few curries. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey, we arrive at the airport. They take us to the camp. They never told us that at the camp, there were 25,000 people. But all of them were sick. You couldn't go to the camp unless you were sick. I mean, like, really sick. Okay, so they didn't tell us. 
So I now, I'm doing the Bible teaching every morning. We've got 25,000 sick people. It kind of changes the agenda of the Bible study, doesn't it? You've got sick people. After we did this, they said to me, now, J. John, this is what we now do. We will put your team, I took nine church leaders with me, so there were ten of us. We'll put you in twos, and then you go to different sections and you pray for the sick. And they say, J. John, you and your assistant, you can go with all those people suffering from leprosy. And I'm thinking, no. No. No, I, Lord, Lord, could I start with backaches? I, I like backaches. Backache, you know, just start me on step one. I'm in the minor league when it comes to the healing. Yeah, and so my sister and I, we go, and there's 3,000, 3,000, they've all got leprosy. And, and then I was thinking, oh no, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? That's, that's always my example. What would Jesus do? And as we prayed, I saw it, I saw it with my own eyes. We prayed in the name of Jesus. And we had in our section 3,000 disfigured faces, light, it was just... I've never seen anything like it. And then as we're praying for these people, skins, the skins, started to roll off their faces like this. They fell to the ground and they had baby skin. I saw it in the name of Jesus. I saw it, the power of Jesus Christ. I've been involved with a couple of exorcisms. I have seen the power of Jesus over evil, over demons, over darkness. I've seen it. I have seen Jesus do this. He is the name above every other name. We read in the Bible in John 20, 31, but these things are written that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that believing you may have life in his name. The Bible records in, in the Gospels different pictures and different images of Jesus to help different People, different cultures understand who he is. He's the bread of life so that bakers can understand. He's the creator so that artists can understand. He's the water of life so that plumbers can understand. He's the light of the world so that electricians can understand. He is the firstborn, so that pediatricians can understand. He's the chief cornerstone, so that architects can understand. He is the foundation stone, so that builders can understand. He is the morning star, so that astronomers can understand. He is the hidden treasure, so that bankers can understand. He is life so that biologists can understand. 
He is the door so that carpenters can understand. He is the great physician so that doctors and nurses can understand. He is the good teacher so that educators can understand. He is the lily of the valley so that florists can understand. He is the Rose of Sharon, so that gardeners can understand. He is the Rock of Ages, so that geologists can understand. He is the True Vine, so that horticulturalists can understand. He is the Bridegroom, so that wedding planners can understand. He is the Righteous One, so that judges can understand. He is the Advocate, so that lawyers can understand. He is the Judge, so that criminals can understand. He is the Pearl of Great Price, so that jewelers can understand. He is Wisdom, so that philosophers can understand. He is the Wonderful Counselor, so that psychotherapists can understand. He is the Word, so that lexicographers can understand. He is the Good Shepherd, so that farmers can understand. He is the Captain, so that the Navy and the Army can understand. He is the Alpha and the Omega, so that scientists can understand. He is Wind, so that meteorologists can understand. He is the Way, so that cartographers can understand. He is the deliverer, so that postmen can understand. (laughs) He is the mediator, so that United Nations can understand. He is the line of Judah, so that zookeepers can understand. He is the lamb, so that vets can understand. He is the resurrection, so that undertakers can understand. He is the rider on the white horse so that jockeys can understand. He is the indescribable gift so that shoppers can understand. He is refuge so that refugees can understand. He is shelter so that homeless people can understand. He is the father so that orphans can understand. He is the truth so that politicians can understand. says salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved romans 10:13 this is what is called a conditional promise you do your part and god says i'll do my part God says, I will rescue you, I will, if you will believe on my name. When a person receives Jesus as their saviour, their name becomes eternal. And it is written down in the book of life. So when I believed in the name of Jesus on the 9th of February, 1975, 
Ten o'clock. My name was written in the Book of Life. Oh, I'm in the Book of Life. Are you? Anyone here not sure? Anyone? Oh, I hope it is. Listen, your name can be put in the book of life. When you believe in the name of Jesus, when you bow to Jesus, when you acknowledge what the Savior did for you on that cross, there's only one man-made thing in heaven. Only one man-made thing in heaven. The only man-made thing in heaven are the scars on Jesus' hands. I like the sign language for Jesus. You see, when you bow before Jesus, the crucified, risen Savior, your name is written in the book of life. What a thought. Do you need to call on the name of Jesus? If you have never called on the name of Jesus, call on the name of Jesus. If you want to take God seriously, you've got to begin that journey by bowing to Jesus, the King of Kings, and welcoming him into your life. Why don't you do that now and pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I acknowledge you as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I bow my knee before you. I know I have broken your commandments. And I'm grateful to you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you are alive today and I can welcome you into my life. Come in by your Holy Spirit. Cleanse my life. Heal my life. And fill me with your life, your peace, your truth. Fill me with your light. And help me from this day on to follow you, the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to uh, respond to uh, some very powerful, challenging things we've heard J. John say just then uh, with a little bit of quiet. And then uh, we're going to sing a song uh, which is uh, called we are, we are a Moment, You Are Forever. So let's just have a moment of quiet. Let's just let what J. John said, what God has said, uh, just impact us on, on us a little bit in some quiet. And, and then we'll sing.
you'd like to stand or just stay seated uh, and sing this song together.
so, Lord, however broken we may feel today, whatever is going on in our lives, you know it all. We can bring it all to you and lay it at your feet, Lord, knowing you are the mighty healer and that you listen to every one of us. We thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Do have a seat. For our prayers today, uh, we're going to um, do things a little bit differently as we carry on thinking about the holiness of God and his name and, and, and the, the amazing truth that God calls us to follow him and to, to live for him in this world. Uh, so uh, we're going to do some this time tomorrow praying, which we've done before. Uh, in church, and that basically means um, what are you going to be doing this time tomorrow morning? So, tomorrow is Monday, uh, which won't take you by surprise. So, Monday morning, what are you going to be doing Monday morning about 11 o'clock? And uh, I'm going to go around with this microphone, which some of you love and some of you may not love so much. Um, and I'm going to ask by random, not prepared anyone here to do this at all. So, um, I'm just going to ask you, literally, what are you doing this time tomorrow? And, and then we're going we're gonna to pray God's blessing on you uh, as you uh, live for God in this world. So, um, I'm going to go this way. You're feeling probably slightly relieved at this point. So, let me head over here. Um, Phil, is it all right if I ask you, what are you going to be doing this time tomorrow? Um, I'll be starting my... Uh, spinal module at university. So it's my first day of the module tomorrow. So. And it's a module module, is it? Uh, spinal. So it's the anatomy of the spine and um, injuries. And right. Okay. So, so Phil's in university tomorrow and he's going to be learning about spine, the spine and spinal injuries, spinal, spinal anatomy, spinal. And you're going to be with other students in university. Okay. So let's lift it. Um, Let's lift Phil to to God and and ask that he would be with him in that place. Father, we lift Phil to you, where he's going to be this time tomorrow, in university, in that class, uh, with his students, with his teacher, uh, thinking about the spine. Lord, we thank you for the amazing wonder of the human body. Uh, And we thank you for uh, the way you have created us. And Lord, we, we know sometimes things go wrong in our bodies. And Lord, we we lift uh, Phil and other students as they learn about the spine, as, as they learn about how to look after those who've got uh, spinal injuries. Uh, that uh, even as they consider the, the human body, Lord, that they would think, wow, who made the body? Who made the human body? So amazing. And that maybe minds will turn to you, Creator God. So we pray for Phil as he's in that place. We pray he'll be a witness to you and for you in that place. To live for you, to, to maybe speak for you in that place. Creator God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Phil. Okay, who else am I? Who else is there? Uh, come over this direction.
Joan, where are you going to be this time tomorrow? I'm going to be going to the hospital <laughs> for um, some physiotherapy on my arm, which I fell over and hurt on Thursday evening. So I'm taking the name of the Lord, not in vain, it's my healer. Yes, because I, by the grace of God, I didn't break anything. I'm really pleased. Let's pray for Joan. Again, Lord, we're thinking about the, the wonder of the human body and sometimes our bodies go wrong. And Lord, we lift Joan to see, as she sees a physiotherapist tomorrow morning in the hospital. We, Lord, we thank you for all the NHS workers as they work so hard up and down our land to care for the sick, to care for those who need help, body, mind, and spirit. Lord, we pray that you would be with Joan in that place, that you give the physiotherapist skill and insight to know what to say and what to do. We pray you would heal Joan in the name of Jesus. And that you, Lord, would be the one that she speaks of. Lord, we know that you are, we, we know that Joan loves you. And so, Lord, we pray that Joan, by her words and her deeds, her thoughts, her actions and attitudes, that she would speak for you in that place. And so we lift her to you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ian, where are you going to be this time tomorrow? Um, well, I should be just about getting home from having had my prostrop injection, my latest one for my prostate cancer, and uh, then settling down to perhaps start doing some exam marking. It's for um, Singapore O level. Singapore O level. What, what does that mean? Um, it's an ex exam by the uh, uh, students, 16-year-olds um, uh, in Singapore and CIE, Cambridge International ex um, Examination Syndicate, to uh, monitor it. And um, I was uh, working all day yesterday being trained. Okay, well, let's pray for Ian. And Father, we lift Ian to you. And again, we have a uh, concern of, of our body here. The Lord, as he has treatment for prostate cancer, Lord, we lift Ian to you. Again, we lift our medics, our nurses, our doctors to you. We thank you for them. Thank you for their skill, their training, their insight, their experience. Lord, we pray that they would be able to treat Ian well. And again, Lord, we pray your healing on Ian and that you, Lord, would work in his body. And Lord, thank you for Ian's uh, skill in teaching as well. And as he's marking papers tomorrow for these Singaporean students, we pray, Lord, that you would fill Ian with your wisdom as he marks these papers, that he would bring all that training that he's had now to that work. And Lord, we thank you for teachers and teaching assistants and staff uh, in all the schools in our land, and we lift them to you too. Be with them, be with uh, each one as they work so hard in these classes. We lift all these things to you in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much for those who've, uh, I can't say volunteer, can I really, but who shared, that's really wonderful. Great, well we've got a, a lovely group of children and uh, their leaders at the back, so come on up, tell us what you've been doing. Here we are, look at this. So Sue, do you want to have the microphone and, and um, let us share with us what you've been doing, thank you.
Good morning, everybody. Now, you were, have a sermon, which I'm going to have to listen to later on, about the third commandment, and we looked at the third commandment as well. And it was all about uh, why God's name is special and how we shouldn't misuse it. And we made a big chart of some of the reasons why God's name is special. So we're going to see if anybody can remember. And we've got, we've got it here, so if you can read, it's a bit helpful. Can you say one thing that is special about God's name, Felicity? Because he created the world. He did indeed. Well done, Felicity. Caden, why is God's name special? Can you remember what he said? Right. Um, can you say, can you say this one? Because he loves us. Good. Right. Because he protects us. Because he protects us, yes, absolutely. Chloe. He gave his only son to be our saviour. Well done. And Sophie, is there one left? He forgives us. He gives us. So I thought those were really good things about why God's name is so special and we shouldn't misuse it. And the children showed they had a really good understanding of what it meant not what it meant to misuse God's name. And we're going to try not to do that, aren't we? Thank you very much. Well done, everybody. They've uh, made their own names, drawn their own names, and then they're decorating around their names. And inside, they're going to write why they are special. They're a kind friend or... They help their mum or their gran or whatever they do. I'm sure they do a lot of nice things. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, children. Thank you, leaders. Um, just uh, a little word about what's going on this week in church. Um, this, uh, this space needs to be cleared, as I said at the end. So what's happening is there's uh, primary schools all around Shrewsbury uh, uh, have been invited to come and learn about Jesus. And so there's what's called a life exhibition that's going to be in this space in the foyer all week. And so different primary schools are coming in, year five and six are coming in. And it's, it's an interactive exhibition, uh, interactive display, if you like. And it's going to be led by all sorts of different people. So if you could pray for the children as they come into the space, that they will encounter Jesus for themselves. And not just learn about Jesus, but actually meet Jesus. That would be, be wonderful. So just remember those in your prayers this week. Thank you very much. All right, we're near the end of our time together. And uh, we're going to stand, we're going to sing our final song, uh, which again lifts the name of Jesus on high. He is the Lord, and he reigns on high. Let's sing together. Created the light. 
I don't know about all of you, but I've been really impacted um, by that talk and by the, the sung worship and by everything this morning. We've just been singing about the power of God. And I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes I can lose sight of that. But we worship a God of power. That same God who J. John saw doing those amazing things is here this morning. And I can feel the power of his presence and I hope that you can too. So I think, I feel very strongly um, that although it's quite scary to come and be prayed for and although it's quite scary to be the people who are praying, just like J. John was scared, he didn't want to go and pray for those people with leprosy, he wanted to start with the backaches. Well I really feel that we need to pray this morning if anybody would like that. And so whether that's physical healing, some people have been prayed for already in the This Time Tomorrow prayers, but I don't want anybody to go home wishing that they've been prayed for. So if it's anything at all, whether it's physical healing, whether you're struggling with hurts, whether you're struggling emotionally, anything, we serve a God who is powerful and who loves us more than anything. So I'm going to say in faith that... um, Hopefully at least one person from the prayer ministry team can come and join me. Um, If we need more prayers, I'm sure we'll be able to find them. But please, um, if you feel that you would like prayer, then do come and seek that out afterwards. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful God we serve. And so as we, uh, as we go from this place, or as we're prayed for, uh, let's go with this blessing on our way. And so let the majesty of the Father be the light by which you walk. The compassion of the Son be the love by which you walk. The presence of the Spirit be the power by which you walk. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.